Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the first episode of Extra Settings, uh, a new video game uh, podcast show featuring myself. My name is Ricky. I am joined all the way from sunny Los Angeles, California. My good friend, everyone's good friend, Mr. <laughs> Brandon Sargent. I was not expecting something that extreme. You came with that really hard. That was great. I like that. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, my name's Sarge. Here joining Ricky, who's in New York, to talk about some games. We're just big gamers, so uh, we're starting up this podcast. Yeah, we're going to fire it up, see how it goes, see uh, see where the road takes us. If anyone listens to it, cool. If not, cool. Um, you know, it's just for fun. <laughs> Everything's for fun around here. So, um, you want to start off by telling the lovely people a little bit about yourself, Ricky? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I, uh, play a lot of video games. Um, I play mostly first person, um, shooters. Uh, I play a lot of Overwatch, um, and I play a lot of story-driven games um that is my jam yeah what are you playing right now like what's what's the game of choice right now oh right now i am knee deep in overwatch um i am i play overwatch a lot uh i've been playing a lot of fallout shelter as well on my switch (laughs) you're still playing that huh (laughs) oh dude i am so hooked on it it's it's dumb i don't understand why i like it so much um and I've been playing uh, Fortnite on the Switch as well. What have you been playing? Uh, right now, I, I was called out on not playing it, so I've picked it up on the Steam Summer Sale, uh, Prey. And I'm actually Ooh, quite enjoying it. I want to play that. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty dope. I was not expecting it to be as cool as it is. It's um, kind of reminiscent of like Bioshock, and it's got some Dishonored feeling to it as well. And the, oh. just just the general design and like the Art Deco style in outer space just reminds yeah, yeah, me yeah. of Bioshock, just not underwater. And um, getting back into Smash, I picked up a Wii U exclusively to play Smash Bros. <laughs> Four because I cannot go to another tournament and get my ass completely handed to me. So <laughs> I'll make sure I'm ready for that one. So. Did you do you play with the uh like what controller are you using? GameCube. I've tried everything else and it's just it just doesn't sit well with me, so I'm sticking with the traditional method. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh at some point you'll have to tell these guys about your, your super E three experience. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my that's on my top five. That is, that is definitely solid. So, all right, you want to just get into it then? Because, I mean, why not talk about E3, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we are going to do a top five um, E3 2018 experiences. Uh, you know, we both went this year. It was the second time it was open to the public. Um, it was my first time going. It was Brand's second time going. Uh, it was a, It was a wild, it was a wild ride. Um, so I'll go first. I'll say my number five on my top five. Uh, number five for me would be the Microsoft Theater. So across the street from 
the convention center, um, Microsoft had like its own area, like its whole thing where you would go in and you get to play all these different games, um, all on the Xbox. So in there, I played Forza Horizon Four. Um, I waited for like forty-five minutes to. I thought I was gonna play a demo of Metro, but I played, or I got to watch a like half-hour-long video on um, Metro Exodus, which was really dope. Um, and I played Battlefield Five, which was super hard. Um, <laughs> that game is incredibly hard for me. Uh, and then I won a month of Game Pass. So it was really cool. It was just really neat for like all things Xbox. And it was just, it was just like a neat experience to be in there. Uh, what was your top five? Or well, mine was, well first, first off, at your point, like I did absolutely none of those things. I didn't even go inside the Microsoft Theater. So it's good <laughs> that you had that exposure to it. And I had absolutely none. Dude, yeah. I, did, I like forgot it was over there. And then there isn't anything Xbox in the whole. Uh, whatever the thing is the whole convention like there's not like an an xbox booth and i totally forgot it was over there and it was only open the first two days which was really weird yeah and as a returning e3 person i'll tell you why that was done because last year shit was so compact they had microsoft within the main show floor and their demo stations you couldn't get to anything i remember the the line for crackdown 3 which was still demoing last year was absolutely impossible. The line setup they had had a max capacity of like five people. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So so I'm glad that they they changed that up. And it sounds like you were able to get in there and actually try some stuff. Yeah, I could have spent um, a lot more time in there. I I waited in three, four lines. Um, I think the longest wait was not even to play a game. I waited so long to get a temporary tattoo for sea of thieves that took forever had i not waited in that line i probably could have played more games in there that tattoo um, stuck for a while though so <laughs> yeah no it, it it was still on my hand like i, I just rubbed the rest of it off like yesterday uh, that's a, that's a good bang for your buck right there good wait, so. <laughs> yeah for real but uh yeah so, so number five on my list um was kind of a surprise it was that game that you were talking about when we got there uh killer queen black right is that what it's called? oh yeah yeah i was not expecting that at all um it was a, it was a complete delight just to be able to play with friends and the mechanics behind it and the competitive nature of what seemed like a seemingly simplistic game was mm-hmm. it, there's a lot to it if you, it really goes in depth about the mechanics and the ways you can win and everything about it even up to the point of like us gaming with one of the developers of the game the whole experience itself was was enough to make my list and i'm definitely looking out for that game now oh yeah for sure so that's Um, my number five (laughs) that that's on my list a little bit later spoiler alert spoilers (laughs) (laughs) so go for four then let's do four what you got okay my number four would be rage two um I, I really liked Rage 2. I didn't play the first one, but it is on the summer sale uh, for $2.50. Is it really? $2.50? Uh, yeah, dude. I'm about, I'm going to get it. It's in my... I have like a huge wish list right now 
Um, but I, I plan on cracking that one. Uh, but I really liked Rage 2. Um, at first, it was, like, way too fast. Like, I had to turn down the sensitivity. Um, but I, I liked how fast it was. Um, it reminded me a lot of Doom. But, like, like on the Xbox Doom, the new one. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, like, with splashes of bright color, which was really cool. Yeah, it was um, definitely vibrant. It was it was an attractive game given that it's like in a almost post apocalyptic setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I really liked that. I also really liked, you know, like the aesthetic of the whole uh, demo area. Like that was really cool. Like watching that video for it, we get to sit on like garbage essentially. Like I was sitting on a a broken down like truck thing. Like it was just it was just cool. I, how like bizarre everything was um and then after the demo they gave us ice cream which was really cool i love ice cream um yeah i knew you were gonna mention the ice cream i knew that was gonna make its way <laughs> in there at some point yeah dude. i was there for the ice cream but i left with a good experience <laughs> yeah yeah that's, yeah I, once i saw that you could get ice cream i was totally in yeah so that was my that's my number four uh what's your number four i just think the overall um I think the overall Smash experience was was probably my number four. Just just the tournament nature of it all, how you can go up there and play like for glory, or you could play for fun. You had multiple options. They had all these demos of all the weapons on display, so you could see like the Monado and you could see DDD's hammer and all this cool shit that mm-hmm. they they just went full bore into this game. And it reminded me of like Splatoon last year, which had like tournaments playing on the big screen. And you just got up to get to you just got to cheer for people and have a good time and meet some like minded people and, and it was really fun. But I'm sure that's on your list and I'll let you talk to that one a little bit more. Oh <laughs> yeah, that one's that. definitely on my list. <laughs> I guess, spoiler alert again. Yeah, I know. Ours is like totally flip flop. But that's yeah, that's probably my number four. So let's move to three. Alright, moving moving right along. My number three is Killer Queen Black on the Switch. Uh I don't think a lot of people know what Killer Queen is. Um, Cause like I, when I was talking to you about it, you didn't even know what it was. I thought of all people, you would know what it was. No, I had no idea what the hell you were um, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dope. It's a, if you don't know what Killer Queen is, it is a five V five arcade game, um, like arcade cabinets. And they're set up back to back. And on one side, you know, you put in your dollar um, you play against another team of five, and who, if you win, you stay on the machine, and another team comes on. So, there's three ways to win this game. You can pick up these berries and bring them up to the top, and you have to get ten. Or you can kill the other queen on the other team three times, and you win. Or at the bottom of the screen, there's a snail. And if one of you jump on the snail, it will move. If you can move the snail from the middle of the screen to the end, you can win that way too. Um, the Switch version is 4v4, which at first I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't they keep it 5v5? But then I was thinking about it. If you have two Switches, you have four Joy-Cons. Like, duh. That just makes sense. Like, where are you going to get a fifth Joy-Con from? <laughs> like, yeah. who has three? Uh it is 
so fun. I loved it. Um, I've wanted to play it for so long, but it's so like rare to find. Like the closest one even to LA was like, for it seemed like forever away, like a couple hours. Um, to so to even go play it, but to play it on the Switch, like, who doesn't have a Switch? I know, like, eight people with a Switch. Now, did they officially say anything about a release date for that game? Uh, I think they said summer. I'm I'm hoping it's soon, but I, I'm pretty sure they said summer. Yeah, and I was surprised by it too, like the level of depth with it. Not just like scoring the what what are those berries or what do they call them? I think they're berries. Take their berries, yeah. They look so, like but, berries. <laughs> but you like chuck them to your teammates. So I think we were losing around, and I just remember getting up to like one of the middle platforms, grabbing the berries, and just hucking them across the way to one of our teammates, and they just piling yeah, them on. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Like I don't think you could throw them before. Um, yeah. So that's cool. Like you can have one guy stay up there, and then you can have the other two throwing berries up there, and he just got to like put them in the holes and. Yeah, it is it so fun, and then even riding this snail too. Like I remember, I was on the snail, moving it to the left, and all of a sudden, some dude just commits suicide, like runs into <laughs> it. And I'm like, "What the hell? Why would you do that?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, no, it stops the snail from moving." And I was like, "Clever bastard!" <laughs> oh, I didn't know it stopped him. That's hilarious. Yeah, it stopped him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's so many mechanics that we didn't know that I'm super excited to uh, see once the game comes out, and I will definitely be picking it up. Oh yeah, that it's gonna be so fun, especially when you get to play online against people. Like, oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! It's gonna be so dope. Uh, all right, what's your number three? Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man. Oh, dude, Spider Man was sick. Do you agree with me? Spider Man was sick. Yeah, right? that again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just completely <laughs> ruining your list right now. Just decimating your list. Um. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll talk about this one in, in tandem then. Uh, my favorite part about Spider-Man, and probably the most simplistic, but totally over-the-top part, was just the mobility of the damn game. Like, you, as Peter oh, Parker, yeah. feel like a mother-effing ninja flying through the sky. So, when I started, I think we had, what, like 20 minutes for this demo? Was it 20 minutes? I think it was like 20 minutes. It, but It went by at- really quick. Yeah, it did. And you could do literally whatever you wanted. If you wanted to go fight a boss, you could. Or if you wanted to just explore the city, you could. So um, yeah. that was that was really cool. So my favorite part was literally just swinging. And at the top of the peak of your swing, if you hit um, the jump button, he will like fly and twirl and majestically soar through the air. And it, it was just so cool seeing that. And... Um, you know, just the swing mechanics of like having to be next to a building to swing and then hitting, uh, I think it was like the X or square button and then just being able to catapult yourself with, with the web and oh, just yeah, everything yeah. about that was so cool. And the combat was great and just the game is well put together. If you had any fear of a Spider-Man game not being good because it's a superhero game, throw mm-hmm. that shit out the window because this, this game is going to be sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, that Spider-Man, and that is my n- number two on the list. <laughs> well, did you want to talk about uh, it now, or did you want to? You want to go ahead? Go ahead. Yeah, you tell okay, me your yeah. thoughts on it. Um, I liked, yeah, the definitely the web uh, swinging, like that was incredible. It just feels right, like I, it's all. It just feels really good when you're doing it. Um, when I played. 
So right off the bat when I played, I just jump off whatever we start on. I think you start on a building, and I'm just gone. Like, I'm just swinging, trying to get used to it. And I'm going the wrong way that I need to go. So I turn around, keep swinging towards this, like, uh, waypoint. And I am swinging, and I know that you can, like, swing up against the wall and then run. But I don't know how to do it. So as I do it, I, like, stop on the wall, and I just start, like, crawling across it. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay. So at first I was like, I don't know how you do it, whatever. So I, I try to avoid um, running into the walls. So then I end up on the ground, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they'll look at me. Like, as I'm, like I just kind of want to know what the people around, like, the AI on the ground, are gonna how they're going to react. So I'm running down the sidewalk and everyone's like kind of stepping out of the way and like looking at me like, oh, it's Spider-Man. Like it, what? And it, it's like a bird that can walk. Like you have the ability to fly, but you're choosing to walk. So I, I, I thought it was fun. And they actually they actually reacted to your presence in the game. Like it was like, oh, shit, it's actually Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that was really cool. Um, so I started swinging around some more um, at first the combat was weird like if it was kind of i don't know something about it to me seemed funny mm-hmm. um but then as i played it i like you know i i got better at it i kind of figured it out and it became more confident with it mm-hmm. uh and then this thing flashes on my screen is like you know five more minutes left in a demo i was like oh like it's something that I know I'll pick it up and then I won't put it back down. Kind of like how I played um, God of War. Like I picked it up and you just go and then you're lost in it. Like I, I'm going to sink a lot of time into this. Like you can already feel it. Yeah. And, and to piggyback off your, your comment about the combat, I do know what you're talking about. It feels a little bit looser than like the Arkham city and Arkham Knight games, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so hard hitting too. And once you get the hang of it, Let me give you an example, like walking up to a bad guy, punching him, punching him, punching him. There's like four guys around and then holding the square button, launching them up to the air, continuing the combo up in the air. Mm -hmm. Then when I'm up there, still floating in the air, web slinging at these two other guys, locking them in place before grappling onto another one, pulling myself towards them, kicking him in the face and executing some totally badass (laughs) special move. I'm like, I am legit (laughs) Spider-Man. You know, it's like... Uh, yeah, my favorite thing was to, like, did you grab anything and spin it around and, like, slam it on anyone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like oil drums. Those dudes got knocked the fuck out. It was great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I loved that. I did that so much. You got to fight, who is it, Shocker that you fought? I was watching you. Oh, yeah, I fought, um, who was that, Shocker at the end. Yeah, and I was watching some of the mechanics of that. It looked like it was cool, but I never got to that, so. Yeah, that was cool. It was like, um... It was like an old-timey boss fight in a game. Like, here, do this a bunch of times. Then the boss is going to change. Do this a bunch of times, and then he's going to change. Like, it just seemed like it wasn't too hard, but it wasn't too easy either. So it was like a good middle. Um, It just seems like something that you can just pick it up, and you can just go. Like, you're just going to keep playing. You're not going to be bored or like lose interest it's it just so much to do like the world is huge it looked like but yeah i'm really excited about that that was my number two 
So I'm on number two. Okay, here we go. This is one that is yeah, exclusive yeah. from your list, so I'm not going to be stealing this from you. Kingdom okay. Hearts 3. Ah. <laughs> number two on your list. Number two. Just being able to play a game that we have been waiting for for years and years and years. Um, and actually seeing it finally come to fruition and, and ready to play. And uh, just the level of detail they're putting into it. It's like a culmination of all the other Kingdom Hearts that have come before it, wrapped into one package that looks so damn good, you'd be convinced that you're watching watching like a Pixar movie the entire yeah, time. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've heard. I've heard the like other people online talking about how great it looks. Oh, dude, it was, it was fantastic. You have the option to play um, two different levels. And when you get in line, they're, they're, they tell you, they say, okay, you could play the Olympus level where you fight the Titan, the Rock Titan, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you could play the Toy Story level, which is more open and sandbox. The sandbox one, the Toy Story, has like 10 minutes of cutscenes or 7 minutes of cutscenes or something like that. And you have 20 minutes to play this game. So you could do both if you skip all the cutscenes. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do that. So jumped right into the, the battle against the Titan super cinematic you know running up the side of a mountain dodging uh-huh. these boulders coming at you and then actually fighting this giant guy riding a train attacking his head it was the most uh-huh. badass thing i loved it the combat feels great and that was further fleshed out when i jumped over to the toy story demo where they just say here's an open world go do with it what you want right uh-huh. so you know, you attack, it's like birth by sleep where you build up your gauge and then you uh, unlock a second form, which is more powerful. You can do a special and then go to a third form, which is like your, your ultra form for that phase. Um, I'm really excited to see how those shifts are going to take place. You can also summon by linking with like, I think it was Wreck-It Ralph and um, Ariel from Little Mermaid. Yeah, I was just, I was just impressed with the presentation of the game. Um, and it's just, it's going to make a lot of people happy. It's just going to be super great even though frozen's in it and i'm not like the biggest fan of frozen i'll tell you that all day but i'm still excited because jack sparrow's in it so that's great for me (laughs) i didn't know that it was two different demos yeah two demos yeah and the story is still going to confuse a living shit out of anybody that touches it but oh yeah it's going to be fantastic i'm excited so that's my number two that's awesome yeah I, i really i had no idea that there was two I thought it was just at Toy Story. Like, you go in and they just say, here, here's Toy Story World. Nope. We definitely got two. But one thing I didn't like, though, was the line to get into that game. Oh, my God. You had to, like, fight people to get into that game. And I remember the person who was, like, the cap on the line Mm -hmm. saying, okay, nobody else can come in, was literally screaming at people because you had so many people trying to push their way through. She probably quit whatever job she was doing at that day and is like, you know what? I'm done with gamers. She quit gaming forever. She's gone. So, <laughs> Dude, that's terrible. Yeah, how long was that wait? I got in line just kind of lucky, rotating around. I mean, I've done. we did so many steps, right? Can we just say that we stepped so much during E3? Oh, yeah. Because if the line was capped, they're like, yo, you, you got to walk around until it's open. <laughs> and it, that was obnoxious. But I got in luckily, and the, the wait was like two hours. Oh, that's not that bad. It was worth it. I think it was worth it. But y- Yeah. I mean, that's what really matters was the payoff worth it. Like, that Metro Exodus video that I watched, I thought it was a demo. 
all the way until I was next in line. And then I was like, oh, I fucked up. Like, I wouldn't have waited for half an hour to 45 minutes to watch a video. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was really cool. And I'm super interested in that game. But, goddamn. Yeah. Um. All right. So, coming up on the number one spot, the top spot on my top five E3 experiences. I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay, timeout, um, timeout, Qu- hard timeout, really quick. Yeah, that is a great one. But I thought you were gonna put it, like seeing Kojima and who is it Miyamoto walking by. Oh, that would have been probably in my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Um, because well, I was waiting in line. Okay, all right, let me tell this story first. Yeah, tell that. <laughs> So I'm waiting in line to play Jump Force, the uh, Bandai Namco game. And just standing there, looking around, waiting in line. And look over to my right, and there is a small crowd of, like, security guards. And they are walking down the aisle, whatever. And in the middle of them is Miyamoto. And he is looking around he's got this big huge grin on his face and i can't believe it so i take out my phone and i'm trying to get a picture of him every picture i take someone's in the way finally i get a good one and he's like he's past me he's going a little bit behind him is kojima in the same crowd of fucking security same he's just like looking around checking it out could not believe it i watched them like i was so tempted to get out of line and like try to follow them uh it was unbelievable like who gets to say that they saw those two video game gods you know 10 feet away from them it it was just it was surreal do you think they were going to play smash against each other yeah actually you know what better question if they were to play smash against each other who would win (laughs) <laughs> Kojima probably throw Reggie into the mix too okay oh, you got no. these three guys oh no <laughs> Reggie's go- okay Reggie wins but he picks um Kirby or he picks like some goofy character you would never play as and he's just like super pro with like Game and Watch or something. Game and yeah, I was gonna say or Olimar. Game and Watch or Olimar. <laughs> yeah, or Rob. He's like unbelievable, Rob. Yeah, I could agree. I think Reggie would win that one. So, all right, let's go. Go to it. Smash. Oh, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. about to say? Okay, so my number one uh, Super Smash Ultimate. So the experience, the whole thing as a whole, like this. Is why it's my number one? Uh, we signed up to play competitive, um, which I was already like kind of like wonky about because I'm like, man, I haven't played Smash Bros in forever. Um, I'm going to get fucked. I play as King D to D is not going to be good for me. So yeah, I think I'm like, this is it. Like these dudes around me, they look like they all know what they're doing. These dudes definitely play Smash Bros. Like I do not play as often as these dudes around me. So I'm behind you in line and I'm like, all right, perfect. Uh, you know, it's going to be me and you, maybe we can work something out. We can work together here and <laughs> we can both <laughs> go on to the next round. Cause there's three rounds. 
we get split up um and i play against three random people you play against three random people first first round you play two rounds so first round i picked cloud and it was like uh whatever cloud was like pretty overpowered in um the wii u it's like all right maybe i'll be good with him and i maybe kill one person um so i lose that first round second round i'm like whatever this was for fun like what i'm here to have a good time whatever i pick random i get fucking pac-man <laughs> you didn't tell me you picked random i thought you just intentionally picked pac-man you oh picked no <laughs> no I, picked, I was like dude i don't play like king ddd is not on this list i mean i've played this game before but i just play him because i think it's fun um and i think it's funny but so i pick random whatever i get fucking i get fucking pac-man then for the stage we picked random uh and i can't remember what stage it was but i just clean up house like with this chop attack like i just do that back and forth back and forth um i'm just cracking up the whole time and i and i win that second round so me and um the kid that was behind me we go up to the second stage so the second stage you play again two rounds um the first one is kind of like a practice round then the second one the winner will go on to the third and final round um so first match we're just fucking around i'm like okay i'll pick ridley uh new character i don't know anything about how they play i don't really care this is just for fun um so i'm playing as ridley and he's just a weird dinosaur character like it's just a big dragon thing. Um, it, it was just, it was just weird. It, it's one of those things where you have to play it a lot before you're like, um, before you understand how it works. Like it, that's definitely not a character you could just pick up and be good with like Mario or like Link or something, you know? Um, so lose that. Like that one's over, whatever. Back to it. We pick, Everyone picks their people. I pick Pac-Man because I'm like, okay, I got here. I'm Pac-Man. I got to go all the way. We pick random. We get put on some bullshit train level. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I is just, yeah, that level is garbage. Um, So my tactic of just doing that chomp attack back and forth does not work. The kid that picked Mario was the one from before. He knew what my shit was about. So he's like going after me and I'm just getting sent off the map. Um it, it was super fun. Like that was my whole thing. Um I lose by I come in second place by one KO. Like had I killed one more person, we would have gone to like a sudden death match. I I'm not saying I would have won, but I might have. <laughs> like it's I could have won, maybe, I don't know. It's possible. Uh but <laughs> dude, it was so fun. And, like, that's my whole thing with Smash Bros. It's, like, that's the point. Like, you shit talk whoever you're playing against, and you lose. Like, that's what it's all about for me. Um, <laughs> I played – the the first match, though, I played with the GameCube controller, um, which I don't really, like I – don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I remember playing Smash Bros. with the GameCube controller. I'd be like, oh, this is right. This is how all the pros do it. Like, yada, yada, yada. And then the second time I played on the second stage, I used the uh, pro controller. Um, so the buttons are in different places. You know, it's like a totally different setup. 
So I'm going to blame that as to why I lost. Oh, my God. Get out of here. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> no, but in your defense, everybody else has fallen off the level, too. I was watching it. And I was, I was still cheering for you, man. I was trying to be your biggest hype man. Oh, and, dude, uh, yeah, you might have been my only hype man. But... I, I, I was a hype man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that train level is garbage. Had we played, like, a real level, like, um, what's the Link level? You know what I'm talking about? Not the, the old um, Zelda one. Like, that's a good level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, Final Destination or something. Like, had we played a real level, I might have had a chance. That would have been so epic, though, if you would have made it to that big screen. Because they, it was not just a big screen. They had, like, a dude announcing it on a microphone. Yeah, that was, like, the coolest thing. Like, them showing that, them showing the match on the gigantic screen for the whole fucking place to see. And then the 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 hype man, like, shout casting the match. That was so cool. Like, yeah. that got everyone so pumped that was watching it. Could you imagine, too, if you, like, worked out some kind of agreement with the other dude on the stage? I think we talked about this, like, before the match started. Just everybody, as soon as the match starts, jumping off their respective sides of the stage consecutively. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Like, the reaction from everybody. Oh, man. That would have been, been great. Because, you know, nobody's doing it. Everybody wanted that medal. Everybody wanted that medal. Oh, that, that would have been so cool to have. Like, you just would have been walking around like a pimp with this huge medallion. <laughs> smash bros all right but yeah that was my number one respectable i i i agree with you you were having a hell of a time hell yeah dude all right man i'm ready i'm ready here we go number one all right let's hear it being kazuma kiryu for a day man okay three (laughs) days rather three days no no no. that was so cool and it wasn't just dressing up as kiryu right it was (laughs) also the fact that like it was really my first foray into cosplay. And that shit wouldn't fly anywhere else, except at these kind of conventions. And walking around without a shirt on, with the full-on dragon tattoo on my back, was like, everybody's looking at me like, what, what is this guy doing? He's not wearing a shirt. I mean, I had trouble getting into the damn fucking convention. Um, yeah, but it was I thought for sure it. that they were going to tell you no. Like, that you're yeah. going to have to straight up cover up that whole thing. Yeah, it was so worth it, though. Like, when, even just like, one or two people walking up and saying like, Kiryu-san, like that was worth it to me. <laughs> and just just to go off of that, it wasn't just them. I, I would go over to the Sega booth and the people there were so pumped. They were like creep shooting me with their camera phones. And I saw it on Twitter and they're like, those shoes, that tattoo, it's gotta be Kiryu. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild. And then and then uh, the best point uh, was when these two two Asian gentlemen um, walked in front of me, and they're like, Kiryu, can we get a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not, right? Um, and they take the picture, and then they walk off. And one of the guys like, oh, my God, do you know who that is? I'm like, no. It was the, the motherfucking creator of Kazuma Kiryu. That's unbelievable. Took a picture of me and, and then wanted to take a picture with me. It was the most surreal experience ever. Um, especially totally, like, since I've been totally fanboying that series over the last year, since Zero came out, mm-hmm. it was great. It was excellent. There, You know what? If you can go to a convention, go dressed up as somebody. Like, just take oh, yeah. the... Yeah, you did it too. I mean, did you feel that when people recognized that you were Devo, were you like... 
yes, I'm with my crowd, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, I dressed up as um, Officer Diva from Overwatch. And, yeah, at first it was the same thing. Like, um, we were waiting in line to get in, and one of the kids is like, hey, I like your uh, Officer Diva cosplay. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, it wasn't, like, super serious like yours was. Um, but <laughs> it was just, like, it's something that I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely, it was totally worth it. Like, a couple of people came up to me, and they're like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Where did you get it? And I was like, oh, I, like, I sewed <laughs> these patches on here like I, I i set this up i'm like oh that's really cool i spent three hours sewing these patches you mean to say you you spent yeah. three hours you're gonna have a sewing machine do it in 10 minutes not even if, oh my god yeah had i planned a little bit better i oh my god i would have There's... saved myself so much pain and like <laughs> just trouble like I, I pricked my finger almost immediately blood everywhere there's blood on that shirt uh i chipped my tooth pulling the needle through the fucking patch uh, like it shouldn't have been that hard for what it was but i mean i was super glad i did it because it was it was so fun it was awesome to be recognized and like it didn't seem like i was out of place either like i had the pink triangles on my face but i didn't feel stupid like you know what I mean? Yeah, you, like you're walking around with your shirt off and you got this fucking giant dragon tattoo, but you don't feel dumb about it. Like it makes sense to be there. Yeah, it was wild. So yeah. if there's anything I can say, invest in cosplay. You don't have to spend a lot of time into it, but mm. it's it's a wild experience. It really is. And I respect, I have a newfound respect for anybody who does it. So. Oh yeah, I want to make one of those giant like armor set things you know i see people walking around with like um, oh yeah look the lich king or something like that's what i want to look like (laughs) the sickest cosplay that i saw was last year it was aloy with one of those i think they're called like stalkers or watchers or one of the little um machines that that maraud you throughout the game like that was so cool that that aloy was spot on and they have this little guy following her around throughout the conference and i would be convinced if it wasn't a real character like a real life person as aloy you know it's just oh that's know. so cool oh yeah, did i tell so. you about the the dude that was um that i thought was brendan yuri i think you did but it wasn't okay. brendan yuri no D- did i tell you the rest of that story no or did i just tell you that much because I, I, I found out the rest of the story like it's wild was he a lookalike? All right, I'll just tell you anyways. Okay, so I'm waiting. I'm standing. Um, I'm watching the Kind of Funny Boys, and they're on this, like, GameSpot stage, and they're talking, and they're doing their thing. And I'm standing there, and down the aisle comes this dude who is cosplaying as um, Connor from Detroit Become Human. And he's got the jacket. It looks fucking spot on. He's got, like, you know, the long hair. He's got the little blue circle thing, and he's holding his phone up in front of him, like kind of like taking like a selfie video. Crowd of people behind him, so I only see him from like the profile, like just for like a split second. And I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like Brendan Urie, like from Panic at the Disco. I wonder if that was him. And he's got, you know, like it. It just it made sense at the time. Like we've seen other celebrities, um, Soldier Boy, <laughs> like why uh, Little Yachty. I saw. So like I was like, okay. Maybe he's here. The other day, I'm scrolling through uh, 
Instagram and I see this video of a dude holding his phone up, walking. He looks like Connor and there is like a crowd of people behind him. And I'm like, oh, I click on it. I listen to it. It sounds just like him. Looks just like him. Find another video. Same dude. The motherfucker that is Connor, like who motion capped, who like does all the acting, was cosplaying as Connor at the thing. So that was actually the guy that did it all. You did not tell me that. I think his name is like Brian Deshant or something like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't see his name. But, dude, it was it was that guy. It was him. He was playing the character. He was cosplaying like as himself, basically. Oh, my God. If I would have saw him, I would have walked up and been like, can you just quote this one line? Hi, oh. I'm Connor. I'm the android <laughs> set by CyberLife. Can you just tell me that? Like, that's all I want from you. And I want a picture, too. But, like, that is badass. That is a good yeah. story. Oh, dude, it was so cool. Uh, once I figured that out, I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's that's so wild. Where else would that happen? Nowhere, man. Unless he just kind of casually walks around the street dressed up as... I mean, I would. If I, was <laughs> yeah. in a, I swear to God, if I played in a video game, I would walk around like that. Don't care. Not oh, yeah, I would flaunt that shit forever. Not oh, a Oh, yeah, do you remember me? I, I voiced so-and-so in that one game. Like, yeah, dude, right? that was 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> Don't still care. Still did it. <laughs> so, man... Would you say, would you would you recommend to people to go to E3? Like, do you think everybody should at least do it, especially if they're a gamer? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't stopped talking about it. It was, like, over a week ago. Um, I talked about it every day. I've told people about it every day. Um, I can't wait for next year. I, so you're, you're going to be a, back. It, I can't even explain it. It's like I've taken off of work in the past to watch e3 um you know i follow all the stuff on the internet twitter um youtube stuff so just to go there and like be part of it it was unbelievable um but oh yeah if you if you play video games like if that's like your main hobby and you like actually give a shit um and you you know indulge in like other content creators like youtube or podcast stuff like that like this is where you're gonna run into those people like this is where you get to like bump elbows with those people and like talk to them and be excited about their stuff and they can be excited that you are excited in their stuff uh it's it's dude it's great (laughs) i it's amazing i agree so many experiences from this year and last year meeting like you said those high profile guys uh, especially in the gaming community, like when Reggie walked by, it's like Jesus walked by. There was like a crowd following him and cheering his name, and it it's surreal. It really is. So go if you get the chance. Dude, if I saw Reggie, I probably would have gotten on my hands and knees and just bowed to him, and then <laughs> he just like he could have just like walked over me, and I would have been I would have transcended to a different plane, like. Are you kidding me? Fucking <laughs> hashtag Reggie step on me. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Reggie. You see him every Nintendo E3. You see him every Nintendo direct and you go, man, this motherfucker to see him in real life. I couldn't imagine. Nuts, man. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our first official podcast of extra settings, right? That's what we're going with, right? Yeah. We're going with extra settings. Extra settings. You want to explain the title a little bit? I mean, like the reasoning behind it, because I think that's cool, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, 
we are having uh, some trouble coming up with a name, as always. And you had moderately extra, which was like, <laughs> it's funny. I, I really like that one. Um, and then I had ultra settings. Um, and we just put the two together. Extra settings. I mean, it it sounds good. I like it. It does. And we're pretty extra, as you guys will see soon enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. we're pretty, pretty extra over the top. Yeah. And what, what better way to uh, to define ourselves is the, the extra settings, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. We'll think of a cool catchphrase going forward, but right now we ain't got shit, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll come up with a good catchphrase. But all right, man. Well, that's it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Right. Yeah, thanks for checking it out. Um, we'll see you next time. All right, see you. Bye. Bye.